everybody. Welcome to episode 627 of Sonic Talk, which is a podcast to do with uh, music technology, uh, production of music, uh, the playing of music, the recording, the performing, all of those things, uh, synthesizers, studios, software, any kind of angle you could possibly think of, uh, we try and cover in as many ways as we possibly can. Uh, we're now into, I don't know what, 14, week 14 of lockdown and uh, trying to kind of create this thread of normality through it all which I think is working for most people. Now people have found some sort of uh, grounding, at least I hope so. So I hope we can help you through that. We want to say thank you very much to Isotope, who will be giving away a copy of BT's Stutter Edit 2. Uh, more on that about halfway through the show. Um, you just got to stay tuned if you need a Twitter account. That's pretty much it. But anyway, let's say hello to some of our guests. Uh, who haven't we had for a little while? I can't remember. I think Yoad probably uh, we haven't seen for a little while. Yoad's there in Studio Nevo Sound in London where he's well i know you've still got the minilog xd in the center section so it's still working you haven't had to rip it out or throw it across the room in a fit of peak so that's good um how you been doing yeah you been busy working yeah busy very busy working um on some interesting stuff oh and the mute button has uh gone oh, no. loose okay Oops. let's let me put it back uh, okay so now we can do a show um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, mixing, uh, working on some exciting projects as well uh, in other kind of areas which I'm not um, doing very often. So this is always exciting and a challenge. And of course, I do my wave stuff and we're working on some exciting new projects. Um, so yeah, quite di diverse and uh, interesting. Glad to hear it. Well, uh, lo lovely to have you aboard, Yoad. And uh, we'll pop over to uh, the south coast in Brighton, where we've got Mr. Matt Hodson. How are you, Matt? Uh, Matt's an educator, uh, performer, artist, and uh, producer, modular expert, all of those things. And a mountain bike owner. I th you've just, uh, you've, you've just, you've, because you, we were following it, I was following a thread on Facebook where you're going, I need to get a mountain bike. And believe it or not, okay. looking at me now, I used to mountain bike a lot. I used to mountain bike about. 100 miles a week off off road and i've loved it so uh i don't know if the technology is the same but you're you're going to be out there in the mud soon right yeah looking forward to it i suppose it's one of those things where um well i live near the south downs and i'm one of my things just to get me out of the studio and i say this a lot to my students is just getting out in in the countryside is amazing it's really good for the mind blows the cobwebs off um and uh, I think I'd quite like to have a go with the old mountain biking. But, of course, everyone's buying a mountain bike at the minute, Nick. And the you only can't ones you get can... them. Oh, you, no. can't, you go into a mountain bike shop, there are, there's like two bikes. One of them's got stabilizers on it. And the other one is just like some penny farthing. Mum would yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it's all online shopping. And I've gone down the rabbit hole, of course, of like dual suspension, uh, uh, hardtail. I didn't know what a hardtail mountain bike was until yesterday, you know, and all this sort of stuff. But um, that's kind of my world right now, as well as messing around with all this stuff. Well, like I have to, I have one thing I will say about mountain biking um, in my sort of 30s i was i used to get quite a lot of anxiety and sort of stress and i found that uh, mountain biking particularly of the kind of adventurous kind when you're zooming down a hill with imminent fear of actual you know physical danger it makes the adrenaline that you get and the endorphins you get for a reason sort of balances it all up because you know if you're anxious and you're scared or whatever a lot you end up the endorphin the, the adrenaline you get has no there's no sort of reason for it you know whereas at least you know it's like i'm gonna hit that 
then that's actually it's got a good purpose and it feels like it aligns things up but it's kind of good i mean it's not the only solution but it's one that worked for me at the time so anyway glad to hear that matt um and we also have mr charles chicky reeves who's there in london uh charles uh, i see you have your chicky and coco screensaver up because uh, you released some new material i believe isn't you chicky and coco.com uh yeah, I did, but I didn't quite finish it yet. Ah, <laughs> you're still doing it. it. Oh. But you said, I know, I know, I know. I've been trying. It's just there's this band that's uh, out of San Francisco that I just like. It last minute came in, and the tracks there's like about a hundred tracks per song, and it's massive vocal arrangements, and so it suddenly has taken up all my <clears throat> all my time. So I, I suddenly had to jump over to that because. You know that's that's work. immediately paying. It's immediately paying work as opposed to maybe long term paying. And uh, um, understandable. Yeah, so I did that, and uh, yeah, but I will. I actually have a, a recurring screensaver, so that's that's the one for today. I thought you were going to say recurring nightmare about uh, not finishing work. Oh, no, no, but no, that <laughs> that sentence didn't go the way I expected. But I, I'm glad it went yeah. in the direction it did, rather than yes. the one I was in my own mind. But uh, that's my own um, neurosis showing. Anyway, lovely to have you all aboard. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I guess uh, we can get onto some subjects. I'm going to paste this in the chat room because I'm trying to sync up my links with the uh, with the time it happens. So. So I, actually, the reason I got the, you've probably seen this all over the place. They've got a massive marketing campaign going on. Toolbox is this kind of uh, custom controller with lots of wheels and buttons, and you you can assign uh, key commands and macros and stuff to it. So it looks actually very cool. They they are pushing it at the um, at the visual artist at the moment, but I'm sure it has just as many useful features for audio. And one of the reasons it came up, uh, they contacted me as a, a, a an eminent YouTuber, don't you know? Would I like to take a look at it? I think I probably will, because I think it could be kind of cool. That compactness of all of those uh, controls, and particularly the scroll wheels and, and whatnot, could be very useful for certainly video editing and, and you know many other things. And I know that uh, there are, that this is it's called Torbox. I'm just trying to find the actual... That's right. Yeah, we'll we'll stop it there. It's got that jolly feel-good mandolin crap that they put over everything. But, um, anyway, uh, Torbox, yeah, there it is. I think you can get them for about 169 bucks. So it's not terribly cheap, but by all accounts, it's pretty cool. Now, who is it who's doing uh, who's doing kind of anything visual that might find this? I mean, well, I'll start with you, Yoad, because you went for the you've got the little um, steampunk the knob. Um, mm -hmm. Have you? Do you ever hanker for having a little bit more under that uh, under that left hand? Always, always. Um, however, I I looked at their um, at the website and they have like a kind of a, you know um, an online user's manual with videos and stuff, but I couldn't get the videos to actually play. So I was trying to to see what it can do for me, basically. Um, so I I didn't quite get uh what it can do if you can assign it I, I i suppose you can assign it to a scroll wheel which can replace this because the, all this does is a scroll wheel is yeah. basically replacing the scroll wheel so if you have that plus a few modifiers uh because you know the left hand is always doing the modifiers and then i have this so i can just very easily um use the scroll to to hover above any parameter on the screen and and change it so so that that would be cool i i would like to see how you can i i couldn't basically get the the settings page 
Yeah, um, they, they to... do seem to have... Uh, I mean, that's why. I, I will take the hit, and I'll, I'll, I've said... well Because I wasn't clear when they sent an email, and it was all that sort of... Uh, random YouTube approach sort of nonsense. And it's like, so are you asking me to review it? Because, yeah, okay, I'll have a look at it. But it will be a review, you know. Uh, is yeah, thank you. So I will. I'll take a look at that. But I know these kind of, I don't know, um, Matt, I mean, you know, you're living in Bitwig now or doing a lot of stuff in Bitwig where I'm sure there's an enormous number. Is everything key commanded up? Yeah. Can you do a lot of custom stuff? Or well, is there still yeah. quite a lot of shortcuts missing? Or how's it? Yeah, no, you can, you can write your own, um, uh, you can do your own key commands and stuff like you can with logic and all that. And I'm sure we've all, we all go into our favorite DAWs and probably the first things we all do is set our key commands to get our workflow going as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, Bitwig, you know, one, I spend a lot of time working in the grid in Bitwig, which is essentially, um, I guess it's a mixture of reactor blocks and max MSP yeah. all in one and it's, you know, sequences and stuff. So for, um, what I tend to do is draw a lot of unusual, um, envelope shapes uh which you can do in there using their sequencer and, and things like that actually or even creating envelope shapes which you can then run an audio wave an audio rate to create wavetable oscillators and uh, um uh drawing those kind of shapes would i think you could do something really intricate with this i mean straight off the bat what you've got with this you know you've got that big dial in the in the in the middle and you can you can just push it to the side and it will do shift click the top and it will do alt um yeah push it down you've got space you know those things are already um <clears throat> mapped for for things like photoshop and lightroom by the looks of it yeah so are, yeah. Uh, like yoad says you've you've got one your left hand well for us for us right handers left hand's usually hovering over command shift um tab uh, and control basically when when you're on a computer and uh, um a lot of the time in any daw so this would i kind of remove that and i don't know it, it would kind of feel weird not having your left hand sort of hovering over that left hand side of your keyboard anymore and you know because because it's so small you could actually house this little unit uh, the toolbox, you could actually just, you could maybe even sit it on your lap. You could, you know, if mm. you found it ergonomics quite nice, you could actually have it quite far away from you if you want a little stretch while you're working, you know, on your, <laughs> on your DRW, because we are a little bit like this, aren't we, sometimes? Yeah, and it's bad posture. And I have, to, I have to always remind myself to sort of stretch and op open up your chest a little bit. So, you know, I'd be, I'd be up for like sticking it above my head on the wall. Making it, put it, put, maybe maybe put it in another room. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have to get up. Like, I take yeah, the point though. That's I like this. I, I, I want to see the review of this. This is, I would certainly like to have a play with this myself. This, I think this is really cool. Anything to kind of, um, I don't know, just break up that workflow a little bit and get your hat, get you away from that keyboard sort of this mode, you know. Yeah. I, I'm well, all it's, for it's this. It's funny what you were saying about, you know, key commands, how we're all doing that. But I, honestly, I, I this is one of my, well, it's one thing that it, it's a bit like hearing out a phase. I have the same reaction when I see people just kind of mousing menus for everything that's got, you know, like literally mouse all the way across the screen, yeah. click, copy, all the way back again, select, paint. You know, it just, it, it makes me want to hit them. 
I can't because it's just like you're wasting your life. Why don't you use key commands? And some people don't. I mean, some people just don't do it, and that's fine. I mean, it's, it's my own. It's my problem, not their problem. I'd just like to point out it's my irrational kind of uh, grumpiness that is doing that. But something like this could uh, do that. I don't know, Charles. Are you? Uh, I don't know whether you use any of this sort of any of these kind of things, and whether this is something you yeah. might be interested. Yeah, yeah. I use um, well, I use Stream Deck kind of oh, yes. like that, and um, yeah, this is if this is fully programmable. Then, uh, yeah, I would definitely be into this. This would be very cool. Uh, I, oh, Matt, I was going to say regarding the hunching everything I, on Amazon for like six pounds, they have this strap thing that you can where that pulls your shoulders ah. back, and it's great. <laughs> it's great. Did you get I wear it, that. Have you? Yeah, yeah, I've I got do. it. I've, I've, Are you wearing it now? Somewhere running. <laughs> no. I, I, whenever I'm... I have a hoodie on, I almost always have it underneath, so it, it just keeps really? my shoulders I... back. It's great. I didn't know if that was if they if they were actually um, a bit looks, of a con. It really, looks like one but, of the, yeah, um, it's one of those things that is kind of you know it's like the what the, the, the J, J, J uh, what's the, the the JRM or the JPL? I can't remember. There's a brand, isn't there? That's like nose trimmers and I don't know that sort oh, of yeah. stuff. Of that, but so the, this actually works. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, it works pretty well. But but this is it would really yeah keep me away back away from the keyboard would be would be great because it's the keyboard that's the problem because then i just sort of get closer to the screen and then next thing i know both Punching. hands are you know so yeah so it, this would be kind of cool if it's fully programmable i it does look a little bit um it looks a little busy i'm sure there's there that it's ergonomic and so forth but there's something about it just looks a little bit you think i don't know I, I think the thing about it is is it's probably designed so that you don't move have to move much so you just go click 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 you know so it's it, it's all yeah. supposed to be there i think so yeah it looks quite tight I, I won't know until i have my hand actually actually on one i really will know so mm -hmm. yeah well like um, i say i'll i'll I'll, uh, I'll i'll take a look at it and the thing is uh on the, you know it is getting marketed heavily around which is really effective because look hey we're talking about it now we're talking about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it kind of worked i suppose uh the, the one thing i i want to add to that is that i use this type of mouse which is a um, horizontal ah. mouse or whatever they call it which is really nice because you can just lean your hand because on normal mice you just your your palm is always on standby and with this you can lean and also it has two buttons here which you can program um and i use a keyboard maestro so i can um set key commands and one of the key commands which is so useful is mark and play so i whenever i want to play from a certain you know place in the arrangement i don't have to go up touch that place and then hit spacebar but i wherever i am on the screen i just hit this button and it will play straight from there which is a mm. huge mileage server or a saver on the you know yeah yeah uh, yeah oh, i know i've talked so this where that place from where the uh, 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 from where where, wherever I am, wherever where the vertical, I am, where the vertical position of the mouse is at the moment, where the cursor is, it would just hit play from there, which is uh, which is really really handy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, that sounds useful. That's interesting because that whole transport thing. I mean, and lots of people. I find certainly when I'm editing, because I tend to work like that, you know, this is I'm editing most of the time. I work my way along. You know, I don't need to go back because I've done that bit. And I, what I really the first thing I do in any DAW is change 
uh, the behavior of the space bar or the the, the, re- the return key, certainly in the NLE anyway, so that because otherwise, you know, hit go and it goes from where the marker, last marker was. I don't mm-hmm. want that. I want to go where I am and keep going. Mm-hmm. And and those are the sort of little, you know, tweaks and... and yeah, but I actually use that function. So so when wherever the cursor is, I kind of... It it does two things. It ma- it makes a marker. It puts on a new yeah, marker, and then it hits play from there. So that that's really handy. Don't you end mm. Don't you end up with a million markers on your timeline, or does it delete them? No, no, no. It's not a real marker. It's, it's like a the... temporary. Yeah. You know, okay. it just know puts mean. a line yeah. basically because I'm not stretching it. I'm not dragging the marker. So that's actually... that's another thing that's really interesting as well. Because in Sony Vegas, which is what I use, the cursor. The playback head is wherever you click in the bulk of the screen, not on the timeline. And that makes an enormous difference. So, you know, I think most DAWs should have like a little modifier key that basically just says playback head from wherever my mouse is, not having to go up to the top and go click and then come back down again. Because that's the thing I find that, you know, those repetitive motions, you've got around that. But like I say, in in, uh, Vegas, you click anywhere in the timeline, and that's where it goes. It will select the event underneath it, but it also mm-hmm. puts the playback head there as well, which I mm. find really, really useful. So, yeah. Yeah. So you said Studio One does that, right? Yeah. Studio, uh, when you have like a, in your edit window, anywhere you click, that's sort of an empty space. Ah, uh, yeah. It'll it'll play from That'll there. Play the play. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, this thing sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So we've got to the minutiae of yeah. you know, GUI logic for playback heads. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's our that's our thing, isn't it? You know, with this, yeah, we are, yeah, that's, we are, that's what we we're supposed we to be that. doing, surely. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, another. I, I don't want to take the whole show uh, talking about that, but another really useful key commands key command in logic is play from the left of the screen. So when you zoom, when you zoom. I have a control space, so whenever I, wherever I, what I see on the screen, I can always play from the left. Right. Okay. I you know what I mean. So that's mm-hmm. a, that's mm-hmm. also a really kind of um, cool navigation tool. I use that a lot because no matter what where you zoom, if you want to play a little bit, like two seconds before something, then you just scroll to the left to reveal two seconds before and then play from the left of the screen, if you know uh, what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, I understand. That's great. So that, mm. That's a really nice workflow as well, yeah. Things to try at home, kids. Um, yeah, mm. excellent. Okay, nice one. Uh, right, so um, I'm just wondering, maybe we should do the, the let's do the uh, the message from our friends at Isotope, because Isotope are giving away Stutter Edit too. So let's do that now and then we can crack up with some other stuff. From the mind of composer and electronic music pioneer, BT, in collaboration with Isotope, Stutter Edit 2 brings movement to your mix, faster and with more versatility than ever before. Stutter Edit 2 lets you slice audio into razor-sharp rhythms and moving effects, creating exciting new rhythmic worlds within your music. Instantly recreate the famous stutter effect in your samples, sound design, and beyond, all with a single button. Control a vast array of studio quality effects, all linked to the timing of your stutter edit, making it easy to add filter sweeps, panning effects, pumping dynamics, and more. Stutter Edit 2 is the fastest and most exciting way to dynamically elevate your music productions, sound design, film scoring, and more. 
Head to isotope.com to download a free 10-day trial. And check out our other Creative Suite products too. Yes, indeed. Uh, please do. And uh, of course, uh, we have competition, which we run every week. And Isotope very kindly have uh, created a prize for that. Uh, if I go to here, uh, you can win a copy of Stutter Edit 2. Uh, we're looking for, that looks like Audio Womble, but it's not. It's actually Audio Wormhole is the word. It's one of BT's super descriptive terms for his thing. So hashtag Audio Wormhole uh, as one word and the hashtag Stutter Edit 2 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. If you tweet that, um, plus any other stuff, you can fit in the tweet we're always happy pictures whatever any other comments i know that we both monitor that both us and isotope uh please do so the hashtag audio wormhole and the hashtag stutter edit to the number two to at sonic state and at isotope inc and you can enter to win the competition and uh, we have a winner from last week's show who is i can pronounce their their handle which is really kind of a bit of a rare treat for me it's something called vic 20 uh, so, at Vic20 Synthwave, uh, Dallas-based Synthwave, Retrowave producer, Bandcamp. Um, yeah, if you want to go vic20.bandcamp.com. Vic if you want to get in touch, Vic20, uh, whatever your real name is, please do, because you've just won a copy of Stutter Edit 2. Thank you very much uh, to everybody. So, let's get on to this one. Now, this one is, this was a late cover, because uh, Charles actually mentioned this to me uh, last week, and I forgot to put it in the notes. So, I hope you've had a chance to check it out. So, this is, uh, it's called Factor Synth. 2, it's the latest one and it's from a guy called JJ Bird and it's a, it's a Max for Live plugin I believe and it's doing some really smart stuff under the hood it, uh, it does, uh, now what do they call it matrix factorization that decomposes audio clips into a set of temporal and spectral elements that you can then sort of pinboard and cross synthesize with other audio waves. I mean, it's a really interesting uh, concept, and I've not had a chance to play with it, uh, but the musical examples are really very good. So you can sort of split it up and pan things individually. You can apply uh, something, one loop to another one, and it's almost, it sounds like vocoding, but it's really not. It's a lot of really interesting stuff going on here, and drawing in all sorts of waves, I'm playing more than I usually do just because I found it actually quite interesting. I'm going to come to you first, Charles, because uh, you you said this is really cool. So uh, it only runs in Ableton Live, unfortunately, uh, and that's yeah. sweet, or if you've got Max for Live. But kind of cool, right? It's very cool. Um, I, I So I, I used the first version. I, I used that. I guess it's been out a couple of years now. And <clears throat> I found it, it, it was a little, a little tricky to get my head around at first, but... Um, I, that's one of the main tools I've used for doing remixing and stuff like that because I can just sort of explode a part out and just you know grab what I want of it and discard the rest. Or um, yeah, it's it's so hard to explain what it does, but it, it is a a recombining of temporal and spectral <laughs> uh, components of music to create new components. So if you wanted, you know, your voice. A voice that's in a mix. If you want a voice triggered by a hi hat rhythm, or or not even the voice, but just the timbral qualities of the voice, um, or you want to shift the beat around in something and get leave all the rest of the music intact, it's it's a strange device. But this new version, uh, it's it's cleaned up. It makes a lot more sense, and uh, I, and he does he does some really amazing stuff. Plus, the guy who makes it 
is a really great pianist too. And I think his specialty though is uh, AI stuff. He does. Yeah, he says it's got some sort of machine learning going on. Oops. Uh, I've lost you. How is it? I'll start that again. (laughs) I've started so often. Because it's a Max for Life thing. It seems to me like it's probably really pushing the envelope of what's going on. How is it in terms of CPU hit? Oh, I, I'm not. I haven't noticed any any problems at all. Right. Um, okay. It's not like you're going to have ten instances of it running anyway. Um, but I, 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 I've never had a problem really. It's it's. I mean, this is the this this computer I'm running it on is the the iMac Pro, and so it's it's a pretty powerful computer. So it, yeah, it, it's it doesn't really sweat under anything like that. But yeah, it, it's it's cheap and it's great. And if you have yeah, forty nine bucks version. Yeah, the first version, it's a free upgrade to the second version. So, why not? No brainer. I know, Yoad. I mean, I don't don't really understand Max for Live. It's something I know is taught a lot in in, in courses, and perhaps uh, um, uh, Matt will have something to say about that because he probably teaches it or at least understands it. This looks like quite a complex thing, but kind of an interesting take. Absolutely. This makes me want to, you know, run Ableton Live just for that because it looks really really good um and with regards to the cpu so i assume that when you load so it's not running on live input i assume that you have to drag a file ah, so and, it's analog, and yeah. the, the yeah. majority of the processing takes place when it analyzes uh, yes. and then it applies machine learning to identify kind of um basically spots which are similar to each other and then it's just a matter of uh, using um FTP to separate those. So it's like running a few kind of FTP-based EQs, if you like. So it shouldn't take that much CPU. I, I imagine that it will have some delay or, you know, when you when you analyze it, when you drag the files to it, it, it will stop for a minute, think about it, and then... So the, the majority of the process will take place in the analyzing... Um, kind of stage um okay but 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 that's very short though it's very short sorry what does ftp stand for uh Uh, fast fourier uh transform right okay fft fft right okay yeah 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 yeah. i understand okay well that sounds like it's going to be uh i must try it i mean i haven't actually got around to it Uh, but i mean i suppose presumably as it's max you can probably open it up and i mean and look at what's going on under the hood. I don't know. Do you? Yeah, Matt's nodding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, this is where we usually start. In fact, probably most people who started playing around with Max, um, a good place to start with Max is reverse engineering. Download a patch from somewhere, open it up, and start figuring out actually how it's been put together. Even if it's just a very simple monosynth someone's made with an envelope. Um, a VCA and a VCF on it or something like that. It's a great way to start learning Max is just reverse engineering it. And yes, you're right, Nick. The beauty of something like this is you buy something like this for 49 euros and you can open it up and you can you can make it your own. You can say, well, I, re- I really wish you could modulate this. So I'm going to throw in an LFO here to to move this around for me or whatever. Or I'm, you know, you can then start really making it very bespoke and, and building on these things. So um, I still think Max is, is a great platform. There is a big learning curve for it. This one also runs in standalone Max. So you don't have to have Max for Live, by the way. You do need to do a little bit of tweaking 
to get it to work, but there's a dis- disclaimer on this at the bottom of the, the website oh. about how to do that, to get that running in um, in a standalone version of Max. You just go to um, usage from Max in, in the manual for this, and then you've got it running with Max. And then, of course, you can then run it with Logic, uh, Bitwig, Pro Tools, whatever, Max, as long as you get mm. them talking together, you're it's happy days. Interesting. Oh, that's it. That, that is interesting because that, yeah, no, I didn't know that. Okay. But that will be in the yeah, form you, of, um, what's it called? The propeller head uh, rewire. Rewire. Yeah. So or or IAC bus or something, right? Or IAC. Oh, yeah. yeah. Use, using the, the internal IAC bus, I tend to have a little bit better. I don't know. It just seems to work better than using using the Reason one for me, um, just just because it's, it's sat there embedded within the, the mac uh, os um but this looks so cool i mean um sometimes i'm doing some programming and um and i might listen to some tracks referencing stuff and i'm like i really like that hi-hat pattern and uh, ableton's already got a great function where you can chuck in a waveform and it will extrapolate from the audio and kick out midi data uh, of that but sometimes it's it's a bit off it's a bit weird here it looks like you can really get to get right in there i have found though with some there are some other programs out there that does this kind of thing where you can take a full stereo wav and it will then extrapolate the parts that you do start hearing this kind of um you know wishy-washy mp3 top end Mm -hmm. sometimes and i don't know if if that's i I haven't used this one so i can't say Uh, maybe charles can say but um but i have noticed that with some of these programs yeah, yeah. The certainly with the first version, there was a bit of that. Um, this one they seem to have addressed quite a bit. Although, am I, am I playing? I've, I've had it for a little over a week now, and and I've I've been able to get results where that doesn't happen. Um, and I like I like the fact that you can do so much exporting of parts, and <laughs> it's really, yeah, this is really cool. And and you know, for you were talking earlier about the um, this being a reason for using Ableton. Ableton is pretty amazing. You can do some really amazing stuff with it. Um, I love, I love Ableton. That's that's the first first place I go to when I'm especially doing remixing. I go into Ableton and chop everything up there, throw it a tape, put it in Studio One, and then I mix from there. Mm. But I, I love creating Ableton, especially with things like this. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So uh, J jbird.com uh, uh that's the website factor synth 2 there's a factor mini uh and i think uh have i got it here factor synth 2 there are in fact a couple of uh variants yeah but it's 29 euros versus 49 euros it's hardly gonna break the bank and it looks like a good uh, a, an interesting thing assuming well and you don't have to have able to live so you, you can run it max for live will run run on pc as well won't it as a standalone is mm-hmm. that right matt yeah. yeah, I guess oh, yeah. so. Yeah, Max, yeah. Max runs on, on PC. Okay, so, yeah, runs it, it, on PC. And, you know, one thing I'd say is for the pricier folks, you know, going out and supporting these people who were, who were creating some really interesting tools like this, we need more people like this, you know. So if you can go out there and support them and, and chuck some money their way, I'm sure whoever's making this has got some great ideas up their sleeve and it's only going to help them bring those things to market again in the future, which benefits us all. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Okay. Um, so let's have a look. Uh, we'll, while we're at it, here's a nice bit of uh, soft... Uh, is this actually... Oh my God, yeah, software synth. This is Sampler. 
uh, for the touch bar on the Mac. This is Mac Central, obviously, but I mean, it's an iOS thing as well. Looks like, a f I mean, I've got a touch bar. I tried to download it. Unfortunately, it doesn't work on my iOS. So it's only, only uh, um, whatever the latest one is. Maha Catalina. Is it Mojave? Catalina. So I've got Mojave. Yeah. But it just looks, this looks like almost the reason that the touch bar is created because this is the first time I've actually seen it used intelligently, which is really disappointing considering it's been out there for three or four years. Uh, but trust some, look at that, that's just such a great idea. So it's essentially like sampler on the iPad <coughs> using the touch bar for it. I was hoping to be able to basically do this in real time and use it on my keyboard as, as we were doing, but I can't. So Matt, um, I, when I spoke to you, you said, yeah, I'm downloading it. Did you manage to get yeah. it work on your system? I did, mate. Yeah, got it working straight away on, the, on and it's probably the only reason I use my touchpad <laughs> touch on, my, on my Mac, which is, I guess everyone's had that. Most people I speak to about their touchpad are like, that looks really great. And I'm like, you'll never use it. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. I never use it. Mine mine pretty much is always set as it is. But now I've got this on there, it's really cool sitting, I guess, sitting on a train or whatever. You just, just open it up, say something into the mic, captures it in, start messing around. You've got like the sampler effects. So you've got delay and reverb on it. Play around with the attack and decay times and just record what you're doing in real time Happy, yeah, it's it's a nice, fun little tool, and it's probably the best use of pad. It's and where do you record it? it? Where it's do you free. record it to? I just record it. Uh, I just use uh, an app just to record it into a DAW. So, um, what's the app called? It's the one that replaced Soundflower that allows uh, you black to hole. So, black hole. Black hole. Yeah. Uh, no, not black hole. It's the same company. It'll come to me in a minute. Okay. Oh, gosh. Chat room. Uh, but, yeah, that. I just. I just do that, you know, like I keep saying on a lot of these programs. Loop back. Um, sorry? Loop back. Loop back. Brilliant. Okay. It's so good. It's so, so good. Um, so, yeah, I just I just have sessions sometimes where I'm just generating sample content and stuff and jamming with ideas, and I think that's it's a nice thing to do and sit down on the sofa and you can do this. Um, also, I was in a, I was in a um, lot of Zoom meetings and stuff like that, and sometimes every now and then it's good to just kind of sample someone as they're talking and then start playing <laughs> around with it, and just 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 to break up a little bit of the boredom. And, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I'm having a Zoom meeting with the music producer here." So, um... <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that as annoying or more annoying than uh, being on a long car journey with a drummer? I'm not sure. Oh, it's totally, yeah, it's, it's super annoying. It's, it's fun <laughs> for me, but not for anyone else. And uh, one thing I'll say about this, though, I, I'm seeing rumors um, about future Macs and there's talk about getting rid of the keyboard and replacing it with glass. Uh, and I guess that would, that would then bring it in line with kind of essentially having a touch, a full touchpad on, on the Mac laptops in the future. I mean, this is speculation, but if that, if we do go down that route, obviously we've suddenly got, Oh wow, man! I mean, well, an iPad, two iPads, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you basically two ads, and you're using all your all your digits here to do your mixing and stuff. I was watching a video the other day. I don't know if your ad's using this, but the the new remote that you can run on the iPad for Logic just looks really great. Um, this guy sat at the back of the room just playing around mm. with the new remote, just doing a bit of tweaking, a bit of EQing or whatever. Sat at the back yeah. of the room, um, or or or. Um, or whatever. That's how I do uh, live I shows sometimes. That, but that looks great. Mm. I yeah, don't know. Sometimes I... I do live shows like that. I'll, my my console 
my uh, Digico, I just connect to it with my iPad and I can actually stand out far far away in the audience just to listen how things sound and, and mix from there if I wanted to. Oh, have you ever had that backfire where you're out there going and something needs muting right away and for some reason you lose connection and you have to rush back and stop the howling feedback? Or anything, yeah, or I haven't had that happen mostly because you have, for, you have to hide your network. That's the main thing. Because if you don't hide your network, there are 10,000 people in the same room trying to connect to that network at various times. And that causes things to slow down a bit. But no, as long as you hide the network. Um, but I, I think this is cool. This is a good use of the of the touch bar, finally. You know, I, I, I've had to play with it. And I, I have, um, I'm really into, really into shortwave radio. So, uh, not as in broadcasting, just like probably radio. And so I'll go through and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find something that I like, you know, uh, record it for, you know, however long. And then it stores it in Dropbox, which shows up at all my devices, but it shows up on my laptop as well. And then I just, you know, open the file using that. And then uh, I was able to like rearrange, you know, songs coming from, Iran, you know, it was very strange. It's, it's a great, it's a great toy. I, I like, I like sampler a lot too. Uh, so yeah, it's in the same way. I like that. It's just good use of the touch bar. Finally, yeah. Well, I, I do use it. Uh, well, I don't use it every day here, but when I'm uh, when we were at shows, uh, I use touch bar to launch scripts and various other things. And uh, um, the guy that uh, um, one of the team, he he got a Mac. He was always a PC guy, and he he got it so that it would do stuff like it connects to his Raspberry Pi, so, so it can say how hot it's running, how much disk space is left on the um, network drive, all this kind of really cool stuff. So you can mm. do some really cool programming on it. It's just most people don't. You know that yeah. that's the thing. There's there's a there's something called a better touch tool which is a really cool uh, way of getting into it and creating your own buttons and macros and all sorts of things. And that really opens it up. And I use that, uh, you know, for stuff like, okay, back up this drive to that drive, you know, do this, do that, you know, switch on the uh, auto sensing of SD cards and renaming, you know, all those kind of things that I don't want on all the time. Um, but I haven't, I haven't had a need to use it recently. It's just not necessary. So I guess that's not an issue, but uh, well worth checking out. Well worth checking out. Well, this, this software is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> just to bring it back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's great. So um, let's have a look. I wasn't sure whether to go for Theory Board or Chris Heard. Does anybody have a preference at this point? Can we do both? We yeah. probably can. Okay. Let's let's go for uh, Theory Board. Now Theory Board, if you remember, it came out. It was about I think it was 2017. It was a Kickstarter. It was basically a, a chord uh, manipulator. And there's a new version. This Which is, is this the Theory one. Board. It's a music theory MIDI controller, a new type of instrument, as well as a composition and production tool. It allows anyone to make music. Now, yeah, a musical scale a bad is idea. a set of notes. <laughs> when someone's playing in key, they're playing only the notes of the scale. So let's go ahead and choose a scale. The Theory Board takes the single notes of a scale and maps them onto the pads on the right-hand side. This makes it easy to play melodies or bass lines. What's really cool then on the left-hand side are all the chords that will go with that, the notes on the right side, which he's going to get to in a Basically, minute. Basically, you have all of the right notes at your I'm sure this is Keanu Reeves. It's impossible to play a wrong note. <laughs> Dude. 
chord is when three or more notes are played at the same time. Yeah, right. Actually, that's too long. Too long for my purposes. Yeah. I should have edited it down. But the original theory board, I mean, it went crazy. It, 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 it overfunded by an enormous amount. And this one is much the same. This is the... Th THY333, so it's double the pads, it's got more stuff. Basically, they funded in three hours, they're already, they, they started, I think they must have set their goal pretty low, it's only eight grand, and they got 140, and the backers, are, I mean, this is, look, it's just going up, I, I hope that's not us, or if it is, where's my cut? Um, but the basically these, these it's 499, so it's not cheap, but it's, there's something about this that people just kind of are really digging. I know, Matt, you were, you were kind of going, actually, because you're not a fan of the black and white, whole black and white keys thing. But I mean, the idea, no, I, I like the idea of this suggesting a bunch of chords to me. I mean, that's a nice idea because I'm yeah. terrible with chords. Yeah, I, I don't want to bang on about it. I'm just one of those people that just doesn't gel with the black and white keys. I just no, never had. I mean, I'm I'm a guitarist and I, I, I've, I've had very little joy as well with MIDI guitars, even that kind of thing. I've got one of these, the chord bots as well, which, which kind of does a, a similar thing to what this does. Um, smaller form factor. Um, and this has also got arpeggiators on it and, and a, se a little sequencer as well. Yeah, same sort of um, thing, isn't it, really? Same sort of way. thing, yeah. This this one's quite big as well by the looks of it, but I I am a fan of this kind of thing. It's just I just can relate to it. I, I, may, I don't know don't know what it is, and I know a lot of people that do, and I know a lot of people don't, and they're like, no, you just just learn how to play music theory, Matt. And I'm like, well, I can't be bothered. <laughs> and um, you know, I've got I've got by so far a lot of you know I write music for TV and adverts, and I'm 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 doing the approaches that I know I use various apps for chord progressions. Sometimes I don't at all. I've got particular techniques that I'll just use, but this is, um, this does everything that I, that I like. You, you also don't have to, uh, you pointed out on the left hand side, you play the chords right hand side, you play your melodies. You can mute the chords as well on the left hand side, which will then just mean that anything you play in the right will play within the key of the chord that you're holding it down on the left-hand side. Ah, um, so that's, that's, that's cool. kind of interesting as well. I do notice, yeah. I'm just looking at this, I didn't realise this, but at the top row has got essentially like Stream Deck buttons, which has the actual notes uh, that those chords would apply to, which actually is kind of cool. Mm. That would be very... So, I mean, there's obviously a real desire for people to understand music theory and to be able to break out of that, because we all get into these kind of creative blocks. You put your hands on a keyboard, and you always reach for the same... I mean, I'm doing it all the time. I'm flipping presets, and I play the same old riffs, the same intervals, the same stuff. I mean, that's just mm. the way. It's human nature, isn't it? You, you go... Because you don't want... I don't really want to go... Uh, and have that on camera. I want something that I know is pretty safe going to be melodically well, all right yeah i think these th these things can help you somewhat we yeah we do sometimes repeat ourselves and i every time i get a keyboard i i just go straight for a c minor chord i don't know why i always play it and what you've got here it's going to suggest to you chords i've watched the video and it's going to suggest you chords that you might not have gone to before oh yeah and then sparks fly and you're like that's nice there's something interesting about that progression and then you know, it takes your productions off in different ways. So I'm um, I wonder the if there's, there's, is there oh, yeah. a way where you can, you can press a button and turn this into a step sequencer as well? Because I mean, it's, it's size of it and the, and the way that the buttons are laid out. It'd be cool if you could just like kind of. change it into, I mean, into yeah. that. Firmware update, please. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Or drum pads or something. I don't know if they're yeah, velocity totally. sensitive or anything. I'm not sure. I'm just looking because the thing that was cool about the center section was the fact that you could just hold a chord down and then with there are buttons to change inversions, change complexity, drop the middle note, drop the bottom note, rise the top note. And that sort of stuff is kind of handy. And I know I think that that looks like it could be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. kind of, I don't know. Um, is this this is sort of have you got any any room left in your center section for something like this well you know since i've been starting <laughs> move the to faders strip, move the faders so i have uh, quite a few quite some space <laughs> here that could be really cool my two questions are um is it uh, velocity sensitive and does it have aftertouch the first is is obviously more significant um because if it doesn't, and that will be a shame, if it's just switches, uh, it's still very useful for arpeggiators and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it, if you can... It's got to be, it'd be very expensive. I'm just, yeah, I'm have. looking. Uh, well, you say it's, I, but it's I actually got a lot I couldn't of... see it. I couldn't see it on there. So I, I think that they would yet. be advertising it if it, if it was. Um, but it looks nice and it's colorful. Um and it's something definitely something to to think about uh because i'm always ah, so into, yes it, like, some... discovering new oh it does yeah so somebody's asked in in the in the comments uh does this have velocity sensitive um they've responded the creator um and they've said yes it's got polyphonic which, aftertouch which one is that, and, and Sorry. is that in youtube uh no that... it's on their kickstarter page if you go ah, to comment okay. beg your pardon Go to comments and then do a, a command F and I just. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Sorry, I beg your pardon. <laughs> what happened there? Oh. Uh, let's um, have a look. Uh, they just saying that they need to add it to the description. Thank you for pointing it out. So it's just something that they have. Yes, added there we in go. The Velocity Polyphonic sensitive and has polyphonic aftertouch. Okay. Wow, hello. that's amazing. Hello there. That's, that's amazing. Useful. Yeah, that's there amazing. we go. I, I would definitely consider having that um, Yeah, on here, I guess. That's yeah. pretty interesting. When's it? Uh, I don't know, Charles. Is this 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 looks it'd be kind of cool to have? I mean, it looks like a nice, yeah. colourful thing. It is. I, you know, I, my so obviously I've I've got a lot of keyboards around here. My my main keyboard that I use is Ableton Push mm. you know, or Push Two, uh, and the Scales mode in there. I use that all the time, which does the same sort of thing. It doesn't doesn't do the chords part, but it does the if you want to stay in a uh, it's easy for me to say <laughs> specific key or something. Yeah, uh, and it can be yeah any number of abstracts. But I, I use the Ableton push to scales function constantly, and and I I did that because like Matt I I just every time I'd sit down to at a keyboard my right hand would play a. B flat Dama seven second inversion chord every time, <laughs> Me too. every single time, <laughs> and so I just like, you know, I, I need something that's going to break me out of those out of those patterns, and that's so I, I started using the the push, and the thing is with the push is you can also change the way it's arranged. And yeah, so it's you got, constantly an evolving instrument. But it's the only thing that I don't like. I mean, I, I agree with all of that. I, I don't. I, but I also find the problem with push is you've got to get. You can then, you know, it's 
something like this, you might just be able to kind of turn it on and literally go right here. And then you're there, you're done in sure. at the top level rather than having to go inside and kind of go, I'll decide what and scroll through all those, change this, change that. I, I, I think that would be kind of got this. I'm just, just to say, this is actually a really long running uh, campaign runs till September 56 days Ooh. to go, and they're looking to deliver in December. So they've obviously kind of figured out something to optimise the the way that uh, the finances work for that, and they did incredibly well on that. But, yeah, it does look kind of cool, but 499 bucks is it's not an insignificant chunk of change. I mean, that's an expensive controller, but if it does all of yeah. these good things, then that's got to be pretty good news. It's but, the same price as uh, the Push, basically. Push is 500 pounds, so. Well, yeah, that's I think. true. I think well, I mean, that's the thing with push that I, I like push apart from the fact there are no buttons, which is bizarre. I mean, there's, there's oh, buttons on. not, not, not it buttons it. that you can assign to do things in your devices. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I, well, you, you can assign the buttons and knobs to do things, but it's you have to be in a different deadly. mode. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Sorry, Matt, did I hear you coming in there? Yeah, just to say, just to bear in mind that, you know, this is the 499 is Kickstarter price. It's, it's MSRP is going to be just over a grand, $1,199. Oh, gosh, it is, isn't it? Wow, I yeah. didn't spot that. So, Whoa. Yeah, this is it's quite a good saving if you want to go for it now, folks. But uh, whew, I, I don't know if I would, uh, I mean, you know, for just over a grand, that was like the Pulsar. Uh, by Soma, which I'm in love with. Um, I don't know if I'd want to spend that on something that is this core generation, but I, but that's just me. Well, mm. 328 people seem to at the moment, um, but yeah, I don't know whether it would go. But I guess that makes sense. You just sell, you know, rather than then sell it afterwards, you just get as many people to join the Kickstarter, make that that number, make a few that you'll sell at a grand, but probably it doesn't matter because you've if you've sold like 500 of them, happy days, isn't it? Even yeah. at 500 yeah. bucks, that's a decent chunk of change, you know, so yeah, good revenue driver. And it, I, I guess that they, one thing they obviously clearly do is they've tapped into this desire by all of those people to want to to understand or be able to, perform music theory stuff a little easier. So it's kind of interesting. Okay, right. Well, uh, let's just go to the, our last topic, uh, which is Chris Hurd. This chap, Chris Hurd, who is a sort of, I don't know what he is, a, a futuristic, a futuristic kind of guy. He works for a company called, uh, I can't remember what they're called, HQ. Remote so something or other. Remote HQ, which is, uh, which is down yeah. to sort of, you know, the idea of encouraging people to work remotely and providing them with tools. So he's not completely disconnected, but there's a really interesting thread, which I'm going to post in the chat room that people can have a look at. And it's just a series of predictions about future work, about the change of uh, everything to do with um, uh, offices and remote working. And he makes some really interesting points. And I think we've sort of discussed some of these as well, but the thrust of it being who's going to want to work in an office Companies who, who what companies are going to want an office because it costs maybe tw in central London it costs you kind of maybe twenty thirty grand per seat just to have people come in who then spend ten hours a week commuting which is parts of their life they're not going to get back and he predicts all of these things which are very interesting like the the kind of work life balance change uh, the being around being at home more uh, having more time and 
concentration factor to to uh, to pursue your hobbies rather than just being able to listen to podcasts on the train home or whatever. You know, and th- there are lots of really fascinating predictions here, and it's it's well worth a look, just whether you agree or disagree. Um, and I just thought, first of all, perhaps a quick discussion of that, and then and then you know perhaps we could get onto the question that that might rise, which is um, how have you changed your working habits? I know a lot of us work remotely and in our own spaces anyway, but there's bound to have been some kind of shift because we're interacting with people who don't, I guess. So, uh, Matt, um, I guess, mm. I mean, you're in education. So, I mean, you know, I guess that's yeah. a really difficult one because if I was paying for a course, I'd kind of want to be in a room with a bunch of people and have the experience. So it's a different, maybe a different dynamic yeah. for you. Yeah. And it has been when, when, uh, when lockdown went into effect in March, we had to, we had to jump straight into like, how are we going to deliver and give students the best experience of delivering this, a music production course online? Um, and I have to say, not blowing our own trumpets, but we did such a good job. We actually had more students come into class than normal. Um, because I guess all they had to do was turn on their computer. Um, uh, but the, we've done a lot of the practical stuff already so they didn't really miss out on too much and we've already identified how we're going to be delivering stuff from september with some of it on campus and some of it off campus so you're already cutting edge anyway you know you're actually driving the the curve to a degree there's more that we can do and you know i've been we're looking at totally new ways of being able to deliver online really effectively and give give students a very interactive experience we already use blending blended learning a lot with multimedia um and um we you know we're always chucking audio files at them and getting them to do work and 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 send them back to us and that kind of thing so that we're already doing a lot but there's there's a lot that we all educators i think can do to embrace um you know online delivery and there has been some courses that have always been online delivery uh, but they haven't been the sort of courses that require to like for example here in brighton we use brighton electric recording studio which is it's got an eve in it and and an api and and just getting students to use those and um, plug stuff in and work with gain structure and signal paths is so essential we all know this the more you do it the more it goes it sinks in particularly when you're a newbie with it but the um there's some very, very big questions and some really interesting things on this Twitter feed from Chris Hurd. And one of them that hit home for me really is about this ability for us to communicate more. And there's going to be more emails. I mean, I hate emails. I, I really think I, re- I would really not like to have an email address at all. Personally, I, <laughs> I find it really frustrating. Um, uh, and I'm much more about picking up the phone or Zoom calls and that kind of thing. But um, our ability to write well in emails or on social media, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook as well, on Instagram, and how we read other people's writing is very important so, so we don't get um, misinterpretations, misunderstandings, um, any sort of sense of resentment where you might think somebody's challenging you or whatever, you know, things can come across not as they're intended always in the written format. Cause we can, depends what sort of day you have and you wake up, you yeah, might not be absolutely. in a great mood. You read an email from someone, you think, Hey, are they having a go at me or what? You know? And I think we've got, we've got, we've still got a long way for us to look at how we, um, yeah, how, how we, how we, uh, interpret, other people's writing and and yeah that's an interesting work point. with that a little bit more you know i think that's that's a very big one for me 
Yeah, no, very interesting. Um, I don't know, any thoughts on this, Yard? I mean, I guess, you know, you work remotely yeah. a lot anyway. That's what you've set up for. I mean, people can come into mm -hmm. your space. That's fine. But, I mean, not so much at the moment. But you're already there. I mean, has anything, but has anything changed for you? And do, do you think any of what he says makes sense? Well, the main thing that's changed is obviously that people don't come to the studio, which I miss because I like writing together and producing um, and all that. I've been doing um, remote mixing for, for ages. Uh, the one thing that's changed mostly is the fact that I'm no longer going to my monthly trips uh, to Tel Aviv to, to do the waves work um, that I do because I used to go for a week out of every month um, for, for like 20 years or something like that, 22 years nearly. Uh, so that's changed and I'm now doing everyone at Waves are working remotely and uh, funnily enough, the, you know, the, the capacity and what we've been able to achieve, it seems like, you know, it's, it's been more effective. People are more engaged. I can see that, that, that I'm more focused. Um, I'm in my environment. So, um, everything to do with, with the sound and, and all that I'm, I'm here in my, you know, we have a really good studio at waves as well, but this is my place and I can do stuff from here. Um, you, we, we use teams, which is a nice platform, um, for messaging, for transferring files, for, uh, meetings and all that. So, so that's been very good. It's been five months now. Um, and it's proven to be quite an effective way of working. And I see that everyone is really engaged and, uh, and, you know, we, we, we're doing a lot. It seems to me, you know, I don't have all the data and all that, but it seems to me like we've been, we've been, uh, we're being more productive. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously, you know, I miss, uh, going to lunch with the, with the guys and everything. Um, but, uh, I wonder if I wonder if what's going to happen is that the, we're going to end up. You know, we've all we've all experienced these or seen them where you're 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 somewhere at an adventure centre and there's a sort of ghastly management kind of uh, bunch of people who are team building together, which you know you might see. You know, themes really unnecessary, but now that sort of thing was going to become way more way more necessary. Assuming we can actually, you know, let let's say the the virus goes and we can we can interact with each other. Those things are going to be really important if we're not at offices working together. We need to have the sense of this team build i mean obviously it's not going to work because one of the things that chris Hurd says which is interesting is you don't have to hire someone who only happens to be 30 miles away from where your office is it could be someone in australia mm -hmm. or california because if you're remote working it makes no difference you know maybe. well there's the there's obviously the time difference the time zone difference yeah. because uh when we worked on uh, several projects at waves we had um a programmer who lives in new zealand I was here in London. We had another. Ouch. We had guy in um, in Devon, and we had the the rest of the of the people in Israel. And uh, it was quite tricky to to actually schedule the calls. So it would be uh, midnight in Israel, 10 p.m. here, and 9 a.m. of the next day in New yeah, Zealand. That's you know. I so it would be right that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was tough. quite tricky. But, um, yeah, but it's possible. 
It's possible. I know, Charles. I mean, I know you know you've discovered work. You've you've discovered workflows and whatnot that have have been enabled you to actually do more work and, and, and yeah. more quickly. Um, but I mean, some of the stuff that this guy says. I mean, you 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 know, two of you are living in London. It feels like London. You know, more major cities generally are going to change radically. You know, all of those yeah. office blocks. What are they going to be? They'll be something else. Accommodation. Yeah. I mean, because they're, they're, they're not going to be useful after a while. I think if you if you subscribe to his train of thought, obviously. Well, uh, um, yeah, I, I do. I think he's right. Uh, I, you know, if I could, uh, a, a few months ago, there, there's a possibility I, I might move back to the States. It's a small possibility. Um, and I kind of didn't want to, cause I really love living here in London. Um, and I thought it would really, that my work would really take a hit, but over the past five months, it's, it's been, it's proven to me that I can, I could be anywhere. You know, I could be out in the country here. I could be, you know, anywhere and work. And one of the things that's changed uh, about all doing all the remote work is I'm now doing more international work than I ever have. Besides uh, the touring is another, another thing. I'm, I do miss touring and who knows when that's coming back. But as far as the studio work goes, I'm doing a lot more international work than I, than I ever have. I'm also working a lot more, a lot, a, a larger number of hours. So actually the, you know, the way he states it is that, you know, we, we don't have this commute time that's going to be taking away our, you know, parts of our life. But one of the things about commuting, at least for me, was whether it's yeah, on a you're train. You're not working. Is, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not working and it's a chance to sort of think about things and yeah. just relax in some ways, unless I'm driving, then it's not relaxing. But, um, but now instead of that, I, you know, I, I'd work, I would do sessions that average about 10 hours a day, that sort of thing. And now I'm averaging about 14 to 16 hours a day. And it's wow. 14 to 16 hours a day of a lot of times, like either, either I'm on a deadline. I'd like, I've got to get something finished because it's about to become morning wherever I'm wherever the client is based and then they're going to be up and they're going to be on zoom and their face is just going to be staring at my face for several hours. And so, you know, I've just, so it, it's actually, it's become a lot more intense and, and I've, I've, there, I think there's a possibility, a higher possibility of a burnout, you know, separating. Yeah. Well, knowing when not to work, work is kind of, and, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah it is a you know, like, I totally understand what you're saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. I, I think, because I, I mean, that's the one thing I've been sort of thinking. I struggled at the beginning with focus, really, really struggled. And I still do from time to time. Um, but the fact that there's less distraction in some ways, and I can, I mean, I, I do need to come to work to do what I do most of the time, um, apart from, you know, not this effectively or not that. And mm -hmm. it's easy to fill all your time. You think, I need to be more productive, I need to be more productive, and you take the opportunity. So that's that's probably something that we all need to figure out because you're going to end up, you can easily end up working all the hours there are just because you're never away from the workspace because if it's at your house, then it's your house, mm -hmm. you know, and you can, it's easy, so easy to go, whereas I generally have to come to work to work. So, but, and I yeah, can see the whole thing. It's, the whole thing is such a, it's a big, it's a big adjustment. Uh, I, th I thought, I mean, in many ways, I, while the causes of the lockdown were upsetting, it was a part of the lockdown I was sort of looking forward to. I thought, oh, well, this, 
<laughs> my my being a bit of a homebody. This this is uh, this is what I've been training for. But it's mm -hmm. it's really it's it has really bled into this whole work life balance thing in a in a slightly negative way where I, I'm mm. just working crazy hours and getting four or five hours of sleep a night if I'm lucky. Interesting. I've, oh, um, well, I found I found for me just setting up a structure for each day. So uh, you know, writing down how long I'm going to spend doing particular things, when I'm going to schedule in breaks as well, when I'm going to schedule in just a Zoom hangout with a couple of other mates who are in the same thing. And we're just going to chat about production or just, not even that, just like, I don't know, geek out about something we're watching on Netflix. Just scheduling that in. Otherwise, your days can just blur and the hours can just blur and uh, you can procrastinate and or you can work too hard and not have any breaks and you'd realize oh my god I, I haven't stood up for the past five hours you know i haven't spoken to anyone for three days hmm. and i think those are all really important things and, and and that will only come i think if you've got a little bit of discipline to create a little bit of structure because like charles says this is these are new times for us and it's a big change um and we all have to be responsible for ourselves to kind of change with this and, and bring about change within ourselves and our practices i think so yeah no, that's a very, very, very good point i think you're right um, uh, rustic ink in the chat room was repeatedly asking because i didn't notice uh, uh, how do you avoid ear fatigue working those sort of hours charles um i mix very low i mix uh at about 80 to 82 db right. never okay. never more than 85 um that's that's one of the things um also i i I, I I don't I think these are I think they're great speakers. We talked about speakers last week. NS10s. I stopped mixing on them. Those those do wear your ears down quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. So I I mix on these vocals and um yeah and I I do I do it quietly. Uh, right. I do have when I have had clients here in the past who you know they're like ah oh, crank it up keep it cranked up. It's like man yeah, dude, no. we can do this, but after about three hours I'm going to be shot. Yeah, so. yeah I think that's, or you could take the Beethoven approach, which the second episode of that is just just don't listen at all because you can't. Yes, <laughs> just exactly. look at the meters. Go, yeah, that's about right. Faders around about here. Do it all visually. Just no no <laughs> listening whatsoever. What uh, uh, I, 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 I have I have one one tip uh, with regards to that. Also, I mix very very quietly. I work like at minimum level. Sometimes I would crank it up just to to get the the feel of of you know. But but I'm very used to. The ATCs and they can they sound really good at low levels as well. Uh, but but one thing I have is I have a pair of speakers in the back of the room which are separate to to these. So I have a separate volume control for them. The phase is reversed and the, the left and right are reversed. So the left here is this one, which which if you're facing that way it would be the right, but it's that and the phase, so they can work together the uh, four speakers so if i have like a, ba a band like sitting on the sofa or something i can crank it up really really loud there but it doesn't it's not in my face because if you want someone who's sitting on the sofa to hear it very loud you're blasting it away um, yeah. so 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 i can have a separate kind of listening zone in in there uh, and it's still in phase and the, the left and right are still the same so the same perspective Oh, interesting. No, okay. so Thank so you. it kind of blends. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's Another good top idea. tip from you out there. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I guess we're probably at the point. I think we covered all of the uh, um, 
uh, all of the topics in the chat, uh, in the what's it? And, uh, well, we didn't come up with a name, though. Well, uh, well I had a... Uh, oh, kind of. Andy Liggins in the chat room. Uh, Sonic State, do you notice that often the chat is totally unrelated to what we're discussing? I think I can, I think I can explain that. That's because nobody's listening to what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'll turn down there watching the meters. I've, I've, I've so, uh, so far, I've got Jolly Mandolin crap and uh, Key Command Fury as two possibilities <laughs> for... Uh, key, key Command Fury is good. Key Command Fury, <laughs> I like I, yeah, okay. I think that one could be a good one. But, um, but yes, unless you've got any other ones, I, that sounded like you might have one yourself there, Charles, and I would love to hear no, it anyway. I, I think I did two in a row. I, I, yeah, the yeah. Facehugger and... Like whatever the other one was. Facehugger was, uh, no, was, was, was very effective. Uh, I did uh, the promotional pillow thing. That's what ah, I did, this promotional okay. pillow. Are you yeah. keeping a score? Maybe I should have like a spreadsheet so that we can kind of, at the end of the year, person who came up with so many. I do, you still got I them. do still have my promotional pillow. So there you Excellent. go. Chicken cocoa pillows. I'm going to get uh, some face masks made too. Uh, what about that the, strap thing you was on about? What's that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I should What's get that one of those called? that's uh, that's branded chicken and cocoa. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it is though. You know, I'll find uh, I'll find out what the what it is though, and I'll send you the send you the. Answer. I could call the show after it. Call the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, in that case, uh, some sort look. of harness, shoulder harness, shoulder harness. <laughs> <laughs> Manbra. Hmm. Manbra, yeah, that's right. Mo- <laughs> moob, um, <laughs> moob something around. Manbras and, and Key Command Fury. Yeah. <laughs> I, we'll, 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 I'd watch that film. Let, let, I'd watch that film, yeah. <laughs> I'd make that film. Right, um, chaps, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure as ever. And don't forget, if uh, anyone wants to join and enter the competition, I should just pop this one in here. Uh, if you want to win a copy of Isotope uh, slash BT Stutter Edit 2, we're looking for the hashtag audio wormhole which is one word the hashtag stutter edit two to at sonic state and at isotope inc and if you tweet that it will get put into the pot and uh, may well get chosen who knows so that's it for this week we want to say thank you very much to all our guests thank you uh charles lovely to have you oh there's a wave that's sort of mine we could do a kind of uh, charles <laughs> yeah and uh yes I suppose. Yeah, there we go <laughs> <laughs> Try to get out. Well, thanks for joining us, Charles. It's been a pleasure as ever. And uh, uh, glad you have the time. And also, uh, Mr. Matt Hodson, thanks for joining us. Are you nice doing fun. more streams? Thanks. More videos coming uh, um, soon? Yeah, yeah, people in the chat room keep saying about it. And, and now I've got my hearing back. And there's no reason why I can't. Um, I've, I've been doing some really interesting stuff recently, some new kind of routing and some revelations about using Bitwig with this uh, and Ableton as well. So I might just turn on the camera sometime and do some something and share some of the things that I'm I'm discovering as I'm going on, mainly with the use of feedback and distortion. Um, but I just wanted to give one shout out, if that's right, Nick, to uh, James Robinson contacted me on Facebook because the last show that I was on, I asked a question, which was, can anyone recommend a piece of hardware or software that can take an audio input and then allowed you at that particular time then to play chords with it? So you could essentially like record... Um, speak your voice and play chords with your voice at, in real time. And um, he got back to me and he Absolutely. said, yeah, there's one piece of hardware that can do this. And it's the uh, Deluge, oh, really? um, which is hmm. which is something I've not played around with myself. But he's got some really cool stuff on his Facebook page. His name's James Robinson. I just want to say thanks for him to shout out about that and bring it to my attention. And he's he showed me he's done a little video and you can take an audio input into the deluge and yes you can in real time 
play chords with it. It's it's really great. So uh, I'm going to check that's that out. But thank that you, James. That's that's a good one. I, um, I would thought to, uh, TC. Um, if I'm understanding you right, TC Helicon does some stuff like that as well, doesn't it? Where you can yeah, I've got one of those audio input. It's, it's yeah. over there on the desk yeah, of the yeah, yeah. the, oh, the uh, okay the VCC. I, I don't forget what it's called. Also, I think you can do that with the um, organelle, the Critting Atari organelle. Uh, okay, I see. I think so. I, I'm actually going to check it out because I have one over there, and it's just a Raspberry Pi basically running it. I think, or some something yeah. like that. Oh, and I've um, I've got a really cool new use for Raspberry Pi. A friend of mine um, bought one, and he's put it in his housing, and he's loaded up with twelve thousand computer games of every sort ooh. of console you can think of: Amiga, ST, Neo Geo. You know, everything's on it now. So I've got the ultimate procrastination machine. It's just been <laughs> delivered today. Excellent. Is that is that in a games console format as well? So have you got like a joystick and buttons and stuff? Or uh, you could just use a PS4 uh, controller or Xbox oh, or whatever. Man. You it just connect by USB or wireless, um, and it's got every sort of game on it. And it's the main sort of cartridge emulators of it, but it scales up to 720p uh, and it's HDMI wow. output. Better than the originals, then, yeah. Mm. Yes. Like Sounds it. like fun. Well, uh, we'll see you in a couple of months then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lovely to speak to you. And of course, uh, Mr. Yard Nevo there in uh, Nevo Sound. Lovely to have you on as well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. I, I guess Happy you'll be, be back here, to work yourself, right? Yeah, I just need to do this and I'm on. <laughs> then you're on, yeah. And what you need on the other side, so you just turn to your left and you've got your, your mixing desk, turn to your right and there's uh, some kind of fabulous drinks trolley. That's what that's in my mind what I'd like. You know, I know it, I've been there, it's not that, but that's what you should have. Some hugely sophisticated sort of cocktail preparation area. <laughs> I'll think anyway, about Yo, and lovely to have you. Thank you very much. And also, Mr. Thanks Charles, Chicky Reeves. Hopefully, you'll have time to finish your chickyandcoco.com stuff and we can we can see well, it. Well, I'm supposed to finish this song that I'm for the band, the San Francisco band. I'm, I'm supposed to finish that tonight. Then I have a bit of time. And then next week, it's kind of all booked again. So there you go. <laughs> Wow. Well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for watching. I'm going to hit their wave. We could do our wave off into the sunset. See you all later. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>